Morning Press from Cast Iron Brains, a brainiron.com production. Here's 11 minutes or less of news for today, Wednesday, December 6th, 2023. Former Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy will leave Congress at the end of this year, with a year remaining on his current term of office. In an opinion piece published by the Wall Street Journal, McCarthy called himself an optimist who would continue to fight for Republican values somewhere besides the strict confines of the highest lawmaking body in the country. With just six weeks to go before the Iowa primary caucuses, four Republicans who hope to earn their party's presidential nomination in 2024 will take the debate stage tonight at the University of Alabama. Donald Trump, who holds a considerable lead in the polls, will not attend. Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie, and Vivek Ramaswamy will participate in the debate, which will air on News Nation, a relatively new cable news channel that once appeared on cable systems as WGN America. News Nation has positioned itself as a centrist news outlet, claiming to offer an independent, straight news alternative to the more boisterously partisan cable news offerings from MSNBC, Fox News, and CNN. Tonight's debate will be moderated by News Nation's Elizabeth Vargas, former Fox News host Megyn Kelly, and Eliana Johnson, the editor-in-chief of conservative newspaper The Washington Free Beacon. In recent weeks, Haley won the endorsement of the influential and spendy political advocacy group Americans for Prosperity, while a super PAC aligned with DeSantis has seen the departure of several top staffers as concern about his prospects grows. Asa Hutchinson failed to qualify for the debate according to parameters set by the Republican National Committee, but has so far indicated that he will campaign at least until the Iowa caucuses. Donald Trump has a nearly 30-point lead in polls of Iowa Republicans and is unlikely to be defeated by anyone in the multipolar Republican field. He does not, however, enjoy majority support in Iowa or early primary state New Hampshire, which indicates that if the field narrowed to a single opponent, he might be vulnerable. President Joe Biden told supporters at a campaign fundraiser in Boston on Tuesday that, quote, if Trump wasn't running, I'm not sure I'd be running, but we cannot let him win, end quote. Biden has consistently called a second Trump presidency a threat to the very existence of the United States of America, saying on Tuesday that Donald Trump and his MAGA Republicans are determined to destroy American democracy. Trump has, of course, insisted that the opposite is true, saying over the weekend at a campaign event in Michigan that, quote, Joe Biden is the destroyer of American democracy, end quote. Republican Liz Cheney, who left the House of Representatives at the beginning of the year after losing a primary challenge, has also insisted that Trump is a threat to democracy and the Constitution, and yesterday acknowledged that she would consider a third-party run for the presidency herself, perhaps on a bipartisan no-labels ticket with a Democratic running mate if she thought it would prevent another Trump presidency. The decision as to which of the various threats to the ongoing existence of the United States will be brought to awful fruition will be made by voters at the ballot box next November. Of note, neither the first Trump administration nor the current Biden administration had the effect of undoing the existential status of the United States of America, at least on this timeline, on this ever-expanding bubble of a universe. 
Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky had been scheduled to appear via video before the U.S. Senate and House on Tuesday in an attempt to persuade lawmakers to pass an aid package put forth by the Biden administration. But New York Senator Chuck Schumer announced that he would not appear after all, claiming that a last-minute matter forced the cancellation. The Ukrainian effort to resist Russia's ongoing aggression may hinge on the stalled aid package, which House Republicans continue to block. Speaker Mike Johnson said on Monday, quote, The Biden administration has failed to substantively address any of my conference's legitimate concerns about the lack of a clear strategy in Ukraine, a path to resolving the conflict, or a plan for adequately ensuring accountability for aid provided by American taxpayers, end quote. NCAA President Charlie Baker is calling for a dramatic reorganization of the collegiate athletics landscape, suggesting in a letter to Division I schools that a new tier of D1 schools should be created at the top for the wealthiest programs, which would then be required to pay at least half their athletes a substantial salary through a trust fund. He said that the disparity between what the wealthiest D1 schools spend on athletics compared to the rest has created an unfair and unsustainable model, and that a new subdivision of the very richest athletic departments is necessary to restore balance and competitiveness. The new subdivision would allow the power conferences to maintain their basic structure, while also allowing the richest schools to operate under a set of rules more in line with their ability to spend, while also letting schools with fewer resources maintain their beneficial relationship with the conferences. Such a reorganization would likely take a few years, and there is no timetable to bring Baker's idea to fruition. In entertainment news, Taylor Swift has been named the Time Magazine Person of the Year, and legendary television writer and producer Norman Lear has died at 101 years old. Lear produced some of the most popular television programs in the history of the medium, including All in the Family, Sanford and Son, The Jeffersons, and Different Strokes. Time Magazine was once a massively influential force in the culture that needs Taylor Swift far more than Taylor Swift needs Time Magazine. George Santos, who last week was expelled from the United States House of Representatives, is reportedly earning hundreds of thousands of dollars by recording videos on the celebrity video platform Cameo. Santos was seen at a Best Buy in Queens on Tuesday evening, purchasing a stand for his phone, which would make it easier for him to record the personalized selfie videos for which customers pay hundreds of dollars per minute. According to Cameo's CEO and founder, Stephen Galanis, Santos is, quote, an absolute whale, end quote. A reference not to Santos's physiognomy, physique nor size, but a metaphor for the amount of money he can command on the site, comparing him to other top earners like Sarah Jessica Parker and Bon Jovi. Santos suggested that his success is a reminder to his haters that he, quote, will live forever, period, end quote, a reference not, presumably, to his actual immortality, but rather to the idea that he is unlikely to be forgotten anytime soon, and a perhaps mistaken certainty about the permanence of the appeal of minute-long videos recorded by clownish frauds purchased by people utterly confused about how best to expend their limited but obviously painfully overabundant resources. If the recent House Ethics Committee report that got Santos removed from Congress is anything to go by, the money he is earning from Cameo is perhaps the first honest living he has earned in years. 
On this day in history, December 6, 1933, Judge John M. Woolsey ruled that James Joyce's Ulysses was not obscene and therefore could be allowed into the United States, handing a defeat to government attorneys who sought to prevent the book from being published in this country out of a concern that the book was a threat to the long-held and dearly cherished moral, religious, and political beliefs of America. Woolsey wrote that though individual excerpts of the work might be considered obscene on their own, taken as a whole, Ulysses was an honest rendering of life as it is by a great artist who had invented a, quote, new literary method for the observation and description of mankind, end quote. Woolsey's opinion in the case is believed to be the most widely distributed judicial opinion in history, as it has been printed in all random house printings of the novel since. The opinion established the now rock-solid precedent that obscenity standards should take into account the work as a whole, the effect of the work on the average rather than the most sensitive reader, and the current generally understood standards of the community. The ruling in favor of Ulysses is widely seen as one of the most important court rulings in affirmation of artistic free expression in the history of the United States. Now, here's a look at the weather. The notion that a federal judge might rule that something is obscene, and therefore so harmful to the population and the very fabric of society that it must not be permitted to enter the public space in any form, is so hysterically foreign to the modern American sensibility that it's worth considering. Where, exactly, did that instinct go? We are not a fundamentally different animal than we were a hundred years ago. No matter how much has changed and progressed and been made better, we are still the same creatures, more or less. But the policing of what is and what is not acceptable thought is now performed by people lower down the organizational hierarchy, you might say. As we have fractured into distinct and largely uncommunicative factions, each with our own sacrosanct, inviolable ideals and unique blasphemies, there is still plenty that is beyond the pale that can be punished with banishment and exile. It's not so much that we have somehow evolved beyond the censorious instinct that seeks to hide dangerous ideas from vulnerable minds. The walls are closer now, rather than higher, but just as hard, or harder, to see over. That's the weather from here. How's it look out your window? The Morning Press is a production of the BrainIron.com multinational media empire. Please direct comments and complaints to BrainIronPodcast at gmail.com or visit the website at BrainIron.com. For a transcript of today's episode and links to the stories referenced, find The Morning Press at BrainIron.substack.com. Thanks, and barring the sudden onset of the inevitable, we'll talk to you tomorrow. The Proceedings was created with 100% human content.